sports science, strength and conditioning, high performance coaching. Welcome to the Decoding Excellence Show. Hey everybody, this is your host Adam Ringler and welcome to the Decoding Excellence Show Monday Minutes. It is a brief five to 10 minute episode where we are catching up on everything that is happening in our industry. Things we're reading, things we're checking out, things that we are experimenting with, exploring, and it is meant to just be a quick little summary, little tidbits, little breadcrumbs of things that are happening around our strength conditioning and high performance industry. Like always, if you enjoy the show, there's a couple ways that you can support it. The very first thing I would recommend is please head over to adamringler.com forward slash newsletter. Pop in your email. I promise I won't spam you. And occasionally about once a month, I'll send you an email. It'll be things that I'm reading almost like a monthly recap of these Monday Minute episodes. I think you'll get a lot out of it. I explained to my friends that it is essentially the birch box of newsletters. You don't know what you're gonna get, but you know whatever you receive is gonna be chock full of great information. So head over to adamringler.com forward slash newsletter. Hey everybody, welcome to the Monday Minutes. I'm your host, Adam Ringler. And today we're gonna do something a little bit different. Every week after I make a publication, I usually get flooded with Twitter or Instagram DMs asking some very specific questions about whatever we're talking about. Most of the times they are relevant to sports science or performance sciences. And I thought rather than just discussing maybe the latest trends in our industry, we take a moment to address one question that I get from the audience every single week. So what I did was I went out and asked some of my favorite people in the world to ask some of these user-submitted, audience-submitted questions, and I'll take the remainder of the Monday Minutes time and try to provide some answers and provide some clarity and just flesh out some of the details for every question that I receive. So without further ado, here is my good friend, Coach Strider Blackburn. Head coach, strength conditioning, Newman University. Hey, everybody. This is Strider Blackburn, head strength conditioning coach from Newman University. I'm joining the Decoding Excellence show today to read some audience submitted questions. Here we go. What is the most overrated metric to measure right now? Strider, thanks so much for asking this question because I could probably go on and on about what I think the most overrated metrics are to measure, right? I think what we've done over the last couple years here within the sports performance technology sector is that we've made systems that make it incredibly easy to collect data. It, it, you know, the systems that allow us to measure and quantify and put a number to a physical output has continued to grow both easier, they've gotten faster, the devices or the uh, IMUs have gotten smaller. So it's it's easy, all right? Accelerometers are ridiculously cheap in this day and era. Uh, by nature of it, things are easier to collect, things are easier to measure. Now, because of that, because obviously the ease to collect things and measure things have grown, uh, what has also grown is our ability to just data warehouse a number 
of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of different metrics throughout uh, athletics. So uh, what I would consider the most overly rated metric to collect right now are the metrics that you don't ever intend to actually utilize or manage. So what I mean by that is just to collect data for collection purposes is a really poor way of, uh, of actually driving any sort of data-driven meaningful changes from things. So if you're collecting, let's say, session RPE, but you don't intend on actually using it to modify the intensities or the periodization strategies of practice, it's a poor thing to utilize. If you are doing force analysis and you're doing force plate testing and you're measuring left, right, limb asymmetries, right, and you're not programming or making any sort of meaningful changes to the prescriptive modalities that you're assigning to an athlete, then that is a poor metric to and an overrated metric to collect. If you're doing groin bar and you're measuring adduction versus abduction ratios or you're measuring uh, Nord boards and you're looking at you know, hamstring strengths and imbalances. But then again, you're not doing any high-speed running or you're not utilizing any type of Nordics or asymmetrical loaded Nordics or hamstring rollouts or anything like that to actually drive change in the intervention limb that you're trying to do, then that is an overrated metric to collect. Now, if we're talking about GPS, and we're utilizing some type of wearable technology, I've been pretty transparent with what I think the most overrated metric is. And that is anything from, uh, the, the first one that comes to the top of my head would be total distance covered. While that is something that's very easy to quantify, one of the biggest limitations of it is that if a five-person basketball team or 11-person roster out on the pitch is, even if distance is total equal uh, across all of the players that are participating at that time, how I might produce my distance might be wildly different than you, right? Or the other person. So again, also the cost of doing business, the internal loads produced outputs, that external load that each individual athlete is doing could be wildly different. So if I'm covering... 2,000 meters during a particular drill, what my internal load for those 2,000 meters uh, actually is might be different than somebody else's or how I actually produce it, the velocities and the, um, the actual player load that I end up doing for those 2,000 meters could be different. So just looking at total distance covered is a very simplistic 30,000 foot view of, of looking at output but without actually considering the internal loads or the actual speed bands and velocity bands of what those 2,000 meters are actually made of, you know, if it's 1,500 meters at a, a higher zone or a higher threshold or high-speed running, that's going to have a much different uh, stimulus and result on the actual physiology and the human body than somebody that maybe only ran 500 meters of high-speed running and the other 1,500 meters is actually just walking, positioning, and, and sort of jockeying around on the field in a sub-threshold, sub-max sort of efforts. So again, uh, Strider, I think that that question illustrates, and hopefully my answer particularly illustrates that, you know, Total distance covered can gives us some sort of quantifiable outputs when we start to look through a roster or a team and, and start to quantify, um, you know, the work that's being done. But it's a poor quantification of the actual physical outputs, the physiology and the, um, 
the external load on the bodies, both an accelerative and decelerative, and thresholds and speed bands that these athletes actually produce for that total distance that has actually covered. Like I said, I could go on and on about total distance, but ultimately to put a bow tie on this entire uh, Monday Minutes episode, the most important metric is the one that you will actually use and actually drive decision-making from. So, you know, whether it is total distance covered or if it is the metrics that you data warehouse but will never intend to look look at and provide any sort of actionable interventions based off, both of those are poor utilization of utilizing uh, accelerometry data, GPS, or any type of diagnostic testing sports performance uh, technology in the application of your physical preparation program. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to this Monday Minutes show. I hope you took something away from it. And as always, there's a number of different ways that you can support the show, right? The first thing is I have a monthly newsletter that goes out. It is located at adamringler.com forward slash newsletter. And like I said in the intro, it is chocked full of great articles, research papers, Um, sort of daily notes, things I'm finding fascinating and experimenting with and being a human guinea pig with to try to change my own behaviors, my own habits, but ultimately to really try to improve my life and get something a little bit more meaningful out of it. So uh, head over to adamringler.com forward slash newsletter, pop in your email, and I promise you, you'll get the welcome email and you'll start receiving those monthly updates and you won't regret it. I'm not gonna send you a bunch of spam messages or anything like that. I really think that you'll get a lot out of it and, uh, and check it out. I get questions every single time we publish either an article or the latest update to the Decoding Excellence show. And the question I often receive is, how do I support this show? Well, we have a new way that the audience and the crowd and everybody else here can support the Decoding Excellence show. Head over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Adam Ringler. It's actually not buying me a coffee. I know the name sounds sort of uh, confusing or misleading, if you will. But what it is, is it's a, a platform, sort of a crowdsourcing way of, uh, of donating to the show. And the idea is that you would donate a coffee, right? $5, $4 or whatever to the Decoding Excellence show. And what we do with this is we turn the proceeds directly over to supporting the hosting of the Decoding Excellence show on whether it's on Spotify or on Simplecast or iTunes and elsewhere. And it, it supports the hosting fees for our website and the Decoding Excellence uh, Decoding Excellence show. So if you want to support the show, you can buy me a coffee. You can buy seven coffees. You buy yourself a coffee. Otherwise, please head over, check it out. It is buymeacoffee.com forward slash Adam Ringler. I'll include it in the show notes. And as always, thank you for supporting the Decoding Excellence show.